0: And welcome to LX2 Codependency Coaching. We are recording live on Instagram as well as uh, recording the podcast, which I will be posting later this afternoon. Um, I was letting everybody know that I had been traveling, so I was late today. I was going to start at 8 Mountain Standard Time, and uh, it's now almost 9, but I did make it. Um, It was a whole lot of uh, planes, trains, and automobiles, but no planes, just trains and boats. Uh, But I got here, and that's great. This little town is bustling. There's about 20,000 people in the Sorrento and surrounding areas, and I am in a little town uh, called Piano di Sorrento, which is outside of Sorrento, Um, but, and uh, I got here, so fourth floor walk up, lugged the baggage all the way up, and, uh, you know, got internet started so that I could join you guys and talk a little bit about the time boundary um good morning so the time boundary is interesting uh because there's a lot of different ways to look at it and manage it and i think i said before at the intro, boundaries like boundaries are up to you to manage though and they're they're for you to maintain and manage your peace right so when we think about time specifically um we're all to some degree or another regimented by time and um you know, the time we spend, the time we have, the time, you know, how we mark, you know, things that go by. And so we're all managed by time in one way or another, but it's our responsibility to manage our time. Uh, When you're a little kid, there's an adult that usually manages your time and you don't really know how time works. Uh, You actually have to be taught how to tell time. Um, But when you're a grown up, there's a lot of different you know, restrictions or um, measurements on your time. And grown-up is relative to chronology, not necessarily maturity, Um, but recognizing that, you know, we get to manage that to whatever degree. And then it's managed by a lot of other things. Um, And so sometimes that's work or school. Sometimes that's, you know, bedtimes or when you get up. Um, There's circadian rhythm of, like, when when the sun goes up and when it goes down. Uh, all of that is how we measure our time. How we manage it is up to us. And really recognizing, you know, as it relates to other people and as it relates to the way that we interact with human beings, from a codependency lens, a lot of a lot of time, um, our time becomes a commodity, right? And so how we spend it is up to us to whatever degree. But when we are giving extra, time to other people as that transactional like I'm going to show up and do a certain amount of time here uh and then you'll pay me for it that would be lovely um but when it comes to like family or close people close to us uh sometimes that gets a little blurry and so it's going to be important for us to really recognize how we regiment that for ourselves um and how we you know Oftentimes with the loving better, I talk about, you know, giving to yourself first and then, you know, disseminating that with other people and recognizing that we usually put ourselves last when it comes to time. Um, You know, we wait until like way late at night or first thing in the morning to kind of squirrel away a few hours or minutes for ourselves. And we are making sure that everyone else has their needs met before we're taking care of ourselves when when it comes to our time. Um, some of the other boundaries, you know, our thoughts and our emotions and our um, our sexuality and our possessions, our um, surroundings, all of those things are, are managed in a different way, but time is really specific to the way that we are engaging with people and for the length that we spend with them. Um, And like I said, with like work or school or whatever, most of that is set up for us. And then we participate in that way. But if we're not giving to ourselves first, we aren't recognizing um, how we're regulating or managing our energy, right? Um, I was thinking about time specifically because I knew that I had, you know, a train to catch. I needed to be out of the Airbnb by 10. I had a train at 10.53, had to figure out how all of that works. Then I got to Naples by 12. Um, and then I, I got a boat at three. And so all of that is time, obviously. Um, but all of that was mine to manage and, you know, other people accommodated that, um, because I paid them. Uh, (laughs) uh, but I had, you know, I had a certain amount of time to like eat and like hang out for a while. And I got to relax and take care of myself Interesting being on this trip where all of my time is my own. The only really scheduled thing I have is to come on the podcast. Um, I am seeing a few clients, and so that's set up. Uh, but that's really all that I'm giving to, to anybody else. Um, I do have to pay attention to the time wherever I am geographically and then what's going on um, you know, in the States in the Mountain Standard time zone. Um, and I usually have a world clock that has all of that. And also to pay attention to, like, you know, my family and and my daughter and those things. Um, But most of my time is my own. And so when you guys think about your time and how you're spending it, um, you know, how much of that is for you? And and when we think about, like, job or school or obligations or whatever, like, there is a certain percentage of that that is for you. But the large majority of it um, we're managing with other people, right? Um, On the drive up here with the taxi driver, he said Uh, because it's a little bit remote, um, that if I needed to get to other places, I'd have to walk down uh, to take a bus. And the bus schedule is online, but nobody really has like a printed schedule anymore, Uh, but also regimented by time. So I have to really pay attention to what my capacity is, my energy capacity to walk down a significant hill, um, fourth floor walk up, so I was like, I only have to bring the bag up one time and I have to take it down one time. Um, But that is an exertion of my energy, and it's something to account for if I wanted to take a, you know, a taxi or a bus or whatever. Um, When we are spending time for money uh, in terms of work, um, that can be really exhausting. I think I've talked before about when I was working, um, I'd usually have, you know, between five and six clients a day and uh, I was working Monday through Friday. When I first started my business, I was working seven days a week, probably more like eight clients a day. Um, So if anybody thinks I'm lucky to be here, uh, that's not how luck works. I worked really hard for it. Um, But a lot of you are also working really hard for yourselves. And time is interesting because 24-hour day, right? But if we are not busy for some of us, we get in our heads and that is not necessarily a safe place. And so I think I talked before about feeling your feelings and allowing yourself to um, be present in them. A lot of times that's really uncomfortable. And so we don't want to spend extra time that we don't have filled with obligations or tasks because then we're left alone in our head. So for some of us, that is, a you know, like a respite from having to manage people or things or whatever. Uh, But for a lot of people, it's super uncomfortable. Um, And it's one of those things where if someone is occupying a lot of your time, uh, then we are distracted by their needs, right? And so we think of a significant other or your children or, you know, your parents, um, all of those human beings require your attention and your time, right? Um, And so really recognizing what is your motivation for spending time with other people? Are you doing it because you genuinely want to do that? Or are you doing it out of obligation because they're used to you expending that time with them? Um, And, and really recognizing like, what is the motivation? Why am I not spending time uh, by myself or with myself? And, If I could, if I had the opportunity to do that, what would I do with it, right? So those are things to consider when you are thinking about that particular boundary. And one of the ways to recognize it, is it it bringing you peace? Is it bringing you joy? Is it bringing you comfort? Those are things to recognize. Um, A lot of times when we are so busy taking care of obligations, people, situations, um, we're so we're moving constantly, right? So we don't really recognize um, if we are getting a sense of peace from those interactions. Um, and so by the end of the day, if you can just lay your head down and, and rest, like that's not peace <laughs> that's, that's passing out. Um, and are you doing anything to kind of in, you know engage your brain or um, engage your heart, your soul, your spirit? anything that's positive for you. And so that is one way to kind of gauge what am I doing with the time that I have for myself? If I don't have time for myself, how do I carve that into a day, right? So you've got your list of obligations, the things that you need to do, and then you've got the time for yourself. Um, I just realized that my phone is going to die and that would be really unfortunate. Um, (laughs) So those are things to pay attention to, right? Um, So one of the ways to kind of measure or look at how you are engaging your time is to recognize, like, if it brings you peace or not, if it is, um, if you're doing something out of obligation, if it's bringing you money, right? So money is important. It's necessary for us to live um, unless you're on somebody else's money. Um, Sorry about that. I just got it plugged in. Uh, So really looking at, like, what is the exchange there? What am I getting when I – spend my time uh, with other people and then with myself. If you're getting a sense of peace, if you're getting joy, if you're getting endorphins, all those things are good. Um, If you're getting things done, like feel accomplished, also a good trade-off. But if you're getting overwhelmed, if you're getting frustrated, if you're not able to manage or maintain a sense of peace, if you're not getting any peace, something to pay attention to, right? And so um, oftentimes clients will feel overwhelmed with the things that they feel like they need to get done. And a good way to kind of manage that is a to-do list, right? Uh, you know, what do I need to get done? And, and so for some people, it creates a, a sense of calm when they know uh, the tasks that they, they need to get done. Uh, for some people, it can feel even more overwhelming to like see it in, in black and white all the things they need to get done in a day uh, or a week or a month or whatever it is. Um, but really recognizing what you can control when you look at that list, what of that is for you? Like of those obligations or things that need to get done, how many of them are for your benefit, right? So when I say for you, for the good of you, right? So obviously work, that's one, uh, hobbies or entertainment, that's another, um, You know, are you, are you taking care of yourself? Are you, are you resting? Are you eating? Are you, um, engaging your brain in a positive way? Uh, really looking at those things. When I have worked with clients in the past, I had this like gridded out, like time scheduled thing, uh, that was broken down by, I think like 20, 15 minute increments. Um, and so they would always say like, I don't have time for counseling or I don't have time for, uh, you know, doing things that are fun with my kids or I don't have time for the hobbies or things that I enjoy to get those endorphins. And so what we would do is kind of break it down by half hour increments for the full week and really looking at how they are spending their time. Uh, Once we were able to kind of recognize what the patterns were, it got a lot easier then to carve out some time for themselves. Now, obviously, we have busy lives, like life is happening and it keeps happening. And sometimes there are things that we cannot control or predict. Um, And, you know, that changes that time schedule. But it's important to kind of take a step back and recognize, you know, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling really anxious, if you're feeling um, like you can't get it all done, that's going to be an opportunity to really look at what do you have in the obligations list? And then what do you have that you, or what haven't you attended to to take care of yourself? Um, the other thing that kind of implements or or can affect that is how you're feeling, right? So if you're super anxious or feeling unmotivated or, or depressed, like don't have a lot of energy to do things, um, you may be spending a lot more time in, bed or in a cozy corner or (laughs) not getting anything done, which then can create anxiety because of all the things that are not getting done, right? Um, But as it relates to codependency, really recognizing how much you're spending on other people. You know, if you have to text or call somebody at a certain time, if you have to engage with, pick up, um, drop off, you know, all of those things. And then again, looking at the motivation, right? So a lot of us are getting a lot of validation and acceptance and l- love from other people if we are doing these things for them using our time as a resource. Um, that's where you get to kind of pay attention to recognize like, what is the trade-off for me and for them? What benefit do I get from utilizing this resource for other people? When we have um, obligations, and I, I obligations are not my favorite uh, because we're doing something not when it's internally motivated, but we're doing it because we're obliged to interact with these other humans, uh, it could be a, a quicker drain on our energy. And so if we're spending a lot more time doing obligatory things and not spending a lot of time doing things that we want to do, we can start to build up resentment. So one of the ways to set up a boundary in that regard is to, like I said, look at what the motivation is. Look at how often you're doing it, right? How often is this interaction something that I am spending time doing? And then what am I getting from it, right? Well, sometimes we get good feelings and we like to spend time with people. Sometimes we are getting frustrated or overwhelmed. Uh, Sometimes we get money, you know, whatever it is the payoff is Is it worth the resource that you're using? And then is it taking from, you know, using that resource for yourself? And are you able to recharge in that time? Um, I mean, all of us have gone to bed exhausted, just overwhelmed with all the things that we had to do in a day or a week or a month or whatever. Um, But at some point, you do have to recharge. And if you're not having sufficient opportunities to recharge, that's where you got to recognize that might be where I need to set a boundary. That might be where I, rather than spending, you know, two hours taking my mom to the grocery store, maybe I tell her that we can do an hour and really work to make it a a more um, consolidated time, right? Um, Really looking at, like, You're spending a lot of time running the kids around and doing all the things. Maybe it's an opportunity to delegate (laughs) or ask someone for help. Um, If you're anything like me, I don't ask for help very easily or often, Um, and so I would end up doing it all myself. And then I'd have resentment for the people that you know I could have asked for help, Um, or really recognizing like I need to maybe take a step back. And not have as many things on my list. Um, but a boundary can be like asking for help, really designating or delineating someone else, and creating that space of like, this is what I can do, this is what I need help with, and then who can you turn to for those things? Um, and if there's a quid pro quo, right? Like somebody's asking you to do stuff, I, I love the idea of like a carpool um, where, like on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I take and pick up the kids. And on Monday and Wednesday, you do it. And on Friday, they're feral. Just kidding. Uh, (laughs) But really recognizing like that is how to set up a boundary. The other thing is like certain time obligations. And I use this a lot with couples is if there's an expectation that we have, you know, dinner with your parents on Sunday, um, what does that look like? Is it an all day event? Is it, you know, all morning? Who does the prep? All those things. That is an opportunity then to be able to say, like, how do I carve out a specific set time to, you know, set that up and then communicate it? Like, this week or for the next few weeks, what we're gonna try to do is we're gonna do, you know, from two to six. Um, and that's the only really set time that we can do that. Um, and then come six o'clock, you know, either you leave or, or they have to leave or however that works. But getting people in the practice of doing that and setting it up. You may come up against some resistance um, because humans are just, you know, they're in the habit of doing whatever is easy and convenient, usually for them. Uh, and so when you start to set these boundaries, people are going to get some pushback. People are not going to be real thrilled that all of a sudden you have boundaries. Um, but, and it's a great opportunity to start to model for people how to do that and really letting them know like, I'm working on taking care of myself, I'm working on making these limits or parameters so that I can do this better and really be engaged with you while we are spending time together. So I'd really like to set it up that it's from this time to this time. And then once you get to that, you know, end period, uh, you actually leave or set it up that they do. Uh, But it is a matter of communicating the expectation and then following through. And I know I've said that before, but it's super important to really recognize that Sometimes that's harder and it's, it's, uh, it's easier said than done. Uh, and it's an opportunity for you to start to practice how to do that for yourself. The other one, and, and the really important one, is when we feel overwhelmed, frustrated, um, guilted, shamed, taxed into, like, those are opportunities to recognize when someone is taking advantage of your time. Um, I've used in the past the example of uh, somebody who is always needing you to like give them a ride or pick them up uh, you know, from work or from the bar or whatever. And I I think about this in terms of a crisis, right? So other people's crisis should not be your crisis. um, And that comes with like planning and communication. But if you feel as though like every time this person contacts me, it's usually a crisis or a problem and then it becomes your crisis and problem. Most times that'll build up the resentment and anger to be like, fuck you, I don't want to deal with that. Um, If you start to communicate that ahead of time, even in just noticing a pattern, creating some awareness for them. Hey, I recognize that like usually on Friday about seven, you call me to come and pick you up. I don't want to do that anymore. Or I have scheduled, scheduled a massage or I've scheduled something else to do. So if you could use some other resources and somebody else's resources, that would be helpful. Um, that is a way to kind of model it. And if you're not ready to say no straight out, maybe just to set up something else for yourself and be like, I've committed to this time doing other things, so I'm not going to be able to help you with that. Um, but really recognizing that a lot of times, we <laughs> use time all kinds today, but there is an opportunity to recognize when someone else is in crisis and then it becomes your crisis. Um, really taking a step back and going, is this my... Problem? Is this my obligation? Is this my responsibility? If the answer is no or you're unclear, then it's time for a conversation to be like, hey, this always seems to happen around this time of day or this time of week, or, you know, this is a pattern that I'm not super comfortable with, or I don't want to participate in anymore. And so that is where you get to recognize that your resource of your time and peace can be managed by you if you take the opportunity to communicate and again it's it's based on how important the relationship is to you um so i just moved time zones again um in greece i was nine hours outside of um the mountain standard time in albuquerque in ireland i was seven hours and now i'm eight so it does shift my communication schedule with the, with the people that I care about. Um, and you know, sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't and it's a little bit frustrating, but it's mine to manage and then communicate with the other person. You know, I'm used to having this phone call or you know, usually we have a meeting in the morning and so I need to move it around to be able to make it work. I've got six more weeks of travel and then it will be a non-issue. Um, it'll be a different issue, <laughs> but it is something to pay attention to and then also to pay attention to your feelings. So I want you to pay attention, <laughs> so much attention paid, um, pay attention to what your your payoff is, what am I getting from spending this time, pay attention to what your capacity is, do I have the energy to engage in this situation, and then what are my expectations and have I communicated them, right? So if you can start to work those around, even creating an opportunity to recognize what your expectations are, right? A lot of times when we have these exchanges or engage with people, um, we may have expectations that we are not fully aware of, but when it doesn't happen, we're disappointed. That is yours to manage, right? And so if you start to go, well, I go and do all these things for you, and you know I'm always there when you need me to, um, and then that's not reciprocated, what is your expectation there? If your expectation is for it to be reciprocated, you're going to have to communicate that. If you do not have the capacity to do Sunday dinner and, you know, from four to six every Sunday, um, it's going to be yours to be able to communicate. You know, I, I can do it every other week. I can do it once a month, but every weekend is a lot for me. And it, I don't like how I feel when I have committed to this and I can't do other things. Um, But really recognizing like your self-awareness is going to be what is your payoff? And then paying attention to like, is this somebody else's chaos or crisis or is it mine? Have I taken on more than I'm willing to participate in? When you increase your self-awareness and increase how you're feeling about things, you're going to start to recognize whether or not you want to participate in something. And if you do not, or you want to set some limits around it, that's an opportunity to have a conversation before the <laughs> obligation is there to say, this is what my capacity is. This is what I'm willing to do. This is not what was what I'm not willing to do. And then the other person gets to choose, right? But you have to manage your own behavior. We cannot manage other people's behavior. Um, we try, but it doesn't really work out well. Hopefully that was clear and made some sense. Um, if you guys have questions or need some more clarity on the time boundary, I will be posting an essay um, on to the website on my blog. I did want to make sure that I came by and uh, did my podcast <laughs> and the, the live, because it, it's something that's important to me. And also, you know, I, I have consistency with my my followers and my people that if I say I'm going to do a thing, I follow through and do it, even when I'm traveling. And kind of all over the place. Um, I will be back next week. We will talk about a different boundary, but hopefully that gives you a little bit of clarity on the things that you can manage. So um, your capacity, what you're getting, what's the payoff, and then how are you communicating it right? Usually communicating ahead of time is going to help, but you have to be aware of like how it makes you feel first. Um, and so if you don't like how it feels, like that's your sign. Anytime you're building any kind of resentment or anger, if it's negative, And then you're not having time for yourself, like, that's your sign that you need to set a boundary. And that's an opportunity then to have a conversation with what your expectations are so the other person understands. Um, when we start to communicate boundaries, it can come off very, um, flippant or frustrated or, you know, uh, angry. And a lot of times people don't like having those hard conversations the first time. Um, But once you get used to having them and communicating them from that place of self-awareness, I recognize that I don't have the energy or capacity to participate in this activity with you. Um, I'm going to take some time to take care of myself. That actually doesn't feel aggressive. um, But it does take practice, right? And so once you get better at doing those things, it will begin to be easier to set those boundaries in all the areas of boundaries. Um, But it does come with practice and having, you know, those hard conversations. But the first piece is to be aware of it. Where are you spending your time? Do you have time for yourself? And if you don't, how do we carve some of that out for you? Anyway, I hope that that was helpful. And I will be back in a week. I think I'm traveling again on that day, but I'll figure it out, if not the day before. Um, if you need to get a hold of me, lx2.cod.coach at gmail.com. You can always leave me a message here. And uh, I will be in in piano de Sorrento for like a week, and then I'm headed somewhere else. Um, but it was really good seeing all of you on here. And thank you so much for listening and participating and engaging with me. And I'll talk to you soon. Take care. All right, i ending the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, again, it's lx2.cod.coach at gmail.com or luna__x2__llc on Instagram. You can also find me on Facebook, and I will be back with you all in a week.